0: On today's episode, we're sitting down with three of York District's finest for part two of our Masonic Roundtable. You're listening to The First Three Knocks, a Masonic podcast in the District of York, where we discuss topics for the betterment of Masonry. The opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Now, here are your hosts. Good evening, brethren. Welcome again to Aurora Temple. We are sitting down. I'm your co-host, Worshipful Brother Bertellier, along with Brother Gino Scovio and Hello. our producer, Brother Steve Sprott. And we are today in part two on this episode, sitting down with a Right Worshipful Brother John Trotter, past District Deputy Grand Master, also uh, from Wellington Lodge, also a very Worshipful Brother, George Pohl, uh, who is our past Grand Steward from Wellington Lodge, and very worshipful brother, Bruce Bellows from, I guess, Delta Lodge now, and the Rising Sun Lodge, past Grand Steward. So, brother, and welcome to part two of our, our series. Yeah. Thank it's always great, great Thank
1: you. to be sp- spread thin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've got a couple of jobs now, don't you?
1: They're, they're enjoyable. Yeah. They're enjoyable.
0: For our, for our audience, uh, Bruce has uh, just recently become the uh, Worshipful Master of Delta Lodge. So, congratulations Thank on you very that much. Uh, special occasion. Thank you very
1: much. Looking forward to the year.
0: So last, uh, last episode, we were talking about the ritual work and the significance of ritual work. And uh, discussion point two on this episode is, uh, I'll just throw it out there, is Freemasonry relevant in today's society? What do you guys think? Start with
2: saying yes. <laughs> is it a
3: hell yeah? I think yeah? even more so.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, the, a lot of people will, will, will observe that Masonry set out hundreds of years ago to accomplish some social improvements. And a lot of those tasks are complete. Hmm. We have, we live in a pretty amazing uh, society. Our, our, we're, we're here in Canada, we're used to our Western norms. Um, but of course, masonry spread worldwide. And it's amazing how we can travel the world and go to Masonic lodges that are much like ours. Some have differences, minor. But mostly they are fraternal organizations that are very positive about the world we live in. So a lot of the tasks that we set out to do when when the Rising Sun Lodge, for instance, was brand new, are done. The brethren of the early days of the Rising Sun Lodge here in Aurora would be very proud of how society has changed in ways they could never have imagined. Mm-hmm. But the ideas that uh, we were at equality, that we wanted to have a better standard of living, that we wanted to get along and have positive improvements. Those, a lot of those things are done. There's no question about it. But where else are you able to say I want to make a friend? How can you have a safer environment for it than the Masonic Lodge? Mm. As we spoke about earlier, it's the it's the great-grandfather of all service clubs. All Shriners are Masons. 100, over 100 years ago, the, a lot of Masons said, you know what, we want to have more public fun. <laughs> and off they went and became a Shriner. I'm a, I'm a Shriner for over 25 years. I'm not the greatest Shriner, but I, I'm certainly supportive of it. There are so many ways that you can aid society by belonging to the craft. Bruce mm-hmm. talked about Shriners that were that were working with one particular young man helping every day. We've got lots of stories like that, lots and lots and lots and lots. It's just up to the individual Mason to decide to do it. Absolutely it's relevant in today's Mm -hmm. society. There's no questioners. A lot of the early jobs are done. We do not have to uh, 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 be the overseers of equality in today's world. It's a pretty, level playing field out there Uh, we've done a lot of those things that we set out to do hundreds of years ago but there's there's just not major work like that to do but there certainly is a way to improve men one after the other after the other each of us will become better by being masons it's 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 golf for the imagination we play against ourselves Mm -hmm, we're not trying to be a better mason than the guy next to us we're trying to be a better mason than we used to be, right? And that's that makes it 100% relevant to today's world.
1: I think in some parts of the world there is still quite a bit of a struggle for a lot of segments of the population, and and masonry there um, takes on a very very different role than it does here, where we've become give me quite a, quite stable. Give me an example of what you're talking about. Well, some of the, the developing countries that uh, still have a very, very strong uh, Masonic uh, community, such as uh, uh, Cuba, for instance, or or maybe the Philippines, we've got more of a divide between different um, social classes. Uh, masonry serves a very different I role. I, whereas, wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't go to the socialist the socialist heartland and tell them there's a divide in well, the social that, you classes. See, I think everybody's <laughs> been brought down to the same low yeah. class. But the, and the Cubans love masonry, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's probably...
2: Uh, for a different reason, though. The You're right. The politics of reason. Cuba, they, Fidel Castro was not against masonry because Jose Martin had been a strong mason, and mm-hmm. he was one of the fathers uh, of Cuban independence. Mm-hmm. So Fidel knew better than to touch mm-hmm. Freemasonry there. Um, they, they, I think that's the main reason why it didn't get... Uh, outlawed well
1: i think but the point i was trying to make was i think in in some societies throughout the world there's still this perception that masonry is a stepping stone up in society
0: hmm.
1: now masonry as we all profess does take good men and make them better mm-hmm. to use that cliche but here in north america um, we've got a very stable society, whether you're in Canada or the United States. Um, there's a lot more people that conduct their daily lives on the same level as everybody else, so there's there's not as much of a...
2: So you're saying a, the, the basic tasks yeah, are done. Yeah, that's, which that's is one what, of the basic yeah, tasks, like yeah. you were saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, in Cuba, they but, still do a lot of the real basic charity work. I mean, it's amazing how... Mm-hmm. How when we go to Cuba, we take some pretty basic stuff with us. The lodges thrilled oh, for to sure. have, thrilled oh. to have, it. and they they are they are fairly poor, but the whole country is poor. Yeah. So so those those le- but the lessons of fraternity are not lost on them. The oh, l- I think they're
1: even more enhanced. Probably, I haven't been to Cuba myself, but from all the spe- people I've spoken with. Well, no. I'm telling you, they, it, it's amazing. It's very, very strong there.
2: Yep, it's it, it's it's uh, it is strong. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. And I tell you the the demonstrations that they they make accidentally. I remember when I was at a lodge uh, at one point in time for the after after lodge. They they wanted to make it. They had a cake for us because we were there as a Wellington Lodge was there, and and there was a lot of us. And we'd done well by them that night. We'd given some money and some other things and and they were very happy, and they had brought a cake for us, a special cake. And they carved it all up, and we all were given some cake. And they handed me my piece of cake on the thinnest plastic plate I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> the kind where you had to put your hand under it to hold it. As a
3: plate.
0: As a
2: plate. <laughs> and and I, and I was just it was just crossing my mind how terrible this was to have this awful, thin, cheap plastic plate. When I looked around the room and noticed that, only the members from Canada, the Wellington Lodge brethren, had the plastic plates. The brethren from the lodge there had cardboard. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I Perspective. Thought, wow. Yeah. Perspective, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think you're right that in some of those countries, masonry will help them improve. Because they will have us, the great mm-hmm. us, coming to see them and mm-hmm. helping them along and, and uh, encouraging them. I tell you the Scottish Rite building in in Havana had the nicest air conditioning I'd saw in the whole country
0: Oh, is
4: that
2: right? <laughs> that's where it got invested <laughs> Grand Lodge didn't have such good but Grand Lodge the Grand Lodge building in Havana one of the largest buildings in Havana huh. half taken over by the government though
4: mm-hmm. and, and you know there's there's one of the things we've been fortunate John and I to 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 travel around the world a little bit and and experience masonry in different parts of the world and it's nice to know that the basic fundamentals of the ritual and the craft no matter where you are are exactly the same and that holds true um and then you know where i was going to go with my opening here is is in today's society here there is an awful lot of individuals that are looking for something with a deeper meaning Mm. um and I find this a lot, you know, talk to some of the the, the younger members that are that are starting to join us now. And, and, you know, they've got work, they've got home life. Maybe they still live with their parents a little bit. Um, they go out and they do the bar thing. They might play sports on a couple nights a week. But that doesn't give them the ful- fulfillment that they're looking for.
2: The right. car gets old.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: you know, and it's it's fun to hang out with your pals at the at the rink or, or whatever, but some people want to make a deeper connection and they're just busy and they're not really sure how to go about doing that. And one of the wonderful things about masonry is that it affords them that opportunity to make a connection with a number of people, Yeah, you know? And again, going to the worldwide organization no matter where you are in the world, if you identify yourself as a Mason to another Mason, you immediately have something in common with them, which makes the conversation go a little bit easier.
0: Common ground. The trust factor goes up.
1: It's you a, just made a point of how busy we are. You know, we got the sports, and we got the work, and we got the family, and we've all had these things. Yep. Our parents had these things. Not new,
2: not new. Mm-hmm.
1: Yet, people come in here to a meeting, they sit, we have a nice quiet time, we have a very nice meeting, it's almost like that's a a slow down night for them. Sure. Just to re-energize, sit back, relax, enjoy the friendship without having to put a lot of thought into it. Uh, I remember working with the guy years ago and he says, no, he says, I don't want to listen to that music. I just want something instrumental only. I don't have to put any thought into it. It's just there in the background. And and sometimes masonry can be that during the week too, for people who are very hurried. And so going forward, maybe this is something that, uh, that we're gonna see a resurgence in for that reason.
2: Well, George is right, it, <clears throat> it was always a place where people could come to say, I want more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was for me too, and many years ago. I mean, am I capable of having a drink? Yes. But I realized that, that you go to Lodge, you don't drink in Lodge. And it never would occur to me to have a drink in Lodge. It's not mm-hmm. what I'm there mm-hmm. for. The, you're there to, to, to for self-improvement. Masonry is the oldest self-help group going. Self improvement writ large. And long before the other organizations started those functions, we were doing it. Mm -hmm. And you look back and over history and whether you whether you do a microcosm in Aurora and go through the past masters of of the rising sun lodge or Grand Lodge of Canada and see the or, or the United States. And look at the George Washingtons, the, the John A. Macdonald, right? Worshipful brother John A. Macdonald. And see how connected they were
0: mm-hmm.
2: with what they wanted mm-hmm. to do for the, for the world. Nothing different today. Right. Nothing different at all. There's lots of, of people who say, this is part of how I'm going to improve myself and the country I live in. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard me talk probably about uh, the uh, Masonic Foundation of Ontario the charitable arm of Grand Lodge what a nice safe easy place to put money you know it's tax deductible charitable receipt, but you don't have to worry about whether it's all going to be wasted yeah. on, on office expenses yeah it's automatic we, it? well hang on a second because if, if you do it through our district the district deputy year to year chooses a, a, a charity that he's involved with that is personal to him whether he's, whether it's something that's hit his family or something he's always done, mm-hmm. for a variety of different reasons, so he's going to oversee that. But then your money, if you if you say, oh yes, the district deputy grandmaster's charity is X, I want to give to it. The money goes to the cha- the grand lodge, the um, uh, masonic foundation of Ontario. They boost your money up. I, th- I think ten uh, yep. percent. Yeah, ten percent increase. So if you give, if you want to give a thousand dollars, all of a sudden ten percent bump when it goes back to the District Deputy grandmaster's charity. And tax receipt, the whole bit, very yeah. safe. And I've been to the Masonic uh, Foundation of offices. It's on a shoestring, let me yeah. tell you. Uh, I, I don't know, have you been there? It's no. The second floor of the Grand Lodge building. Yeah, And it's, it's amazing how much money goes through. Amazing all the different sh- district charities that exist in this province. Every district's got different district charities. The Grand Master's got a charity different lodges have charities you know, there's all sorts of different choices to make and they're right there for you so easy, mm-hmm. so simple yeah. and all you gotta do is and talk about today's society and <coughs> you know, if you want to do more than give some money, get involved in the district charity as well. Yeah.
1: There's a few episodes on Netflix right now put out by the uh, Grand Lodge of England mm-hmm. and in one of those episodes they show their benevolence mm-hmm. arm and it's like it's run like a small company. It's, it's run all, like, run all like the a people. Big,
2: run a big company, and and they yeah. do well with. And you've got to remember, benevolence and charity, two different things. Yes. Charity absolutely. is for outside of the craft. Benevolence is for inside the craft. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of Grand Lodge jurisdictions around the world that have um, uh, uh, old Masons' homes and stuff like that, like like in England. Mm-hmm. The, the, I highly recommend the Grand Lodge of England website. It is wonderful to look at. The, or as we like to call it, it's the United Grand Lodge of England. We call it ugly. Ugly. <laughs> yeah, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ugly. It's, it's quite nice. That's right. But, but there, there, is a, there is an inclusive Grand Lodge working hard to tell everybody, come, join us.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're not all like that. There's some Grand Lodges that say, oh, we've got a long list of rules why we don't want you. Yeah. But that's not working well for them. Doesn't seem to be. We need to be. We need to do more of exactly what what you fellows are doing here. Um, It's very positive. And and this is Masonic symbolism. This podcast you're doing is symbolic of exactly how relevant masonry is to today's society. You are operating a symbol. Talk about a working tool.
0: Mm.
1: I still think we're in the learning stage of how we're going to change for the future and and things like this are are a very good beginning because you know 10 years ago this kind of thing wouldn't have happened
4: well
2: there weren't podcasts to speak of uh, 10 years ago but um Mm -hmm. but as i said earlier as i said when i started the craft yeah there were no signs on the building Mm -hmm. you know when i was master i had an open house got me in trouble of course there's going to be those changes. But, but that probably changed when they brought right but, 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 but I can too, tell you it? the ritual hasn't changed at all. <laughs> the ritual other than a few little words here and there, the ritual mm. hasn't changed much at all. And that's what's not going to change. The ability to go into a lodge and join slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all familiar with what, what the initiation rite of joining the craft is. We need to tell everybody that it is serious. Mm-hmm. It is not funny. It is not light. It is not any sort of embarrassing, embarrassment at all. I mean, when I joined the craft, they made a big deal of lying about it. And there was all kinds of, of things said to, to make you have trepidation. Nervous. Yeah. About, oh, terrible, yeah. terrible. We need to make sure that everybody understands that the, it's a, a memory. Everybody at this table... Has had exactly the same initiation,
1: mm-hmm.
2: no different at all, and it. No one would anyone describe it as as being a joke. No, oh, no. At all. But, but we all come all, away with different experiences. Yes. But I think, but we all had the exact same experience. Well, and sorry, different feelings. I don't I don't I don't I don't imagine that's true. I'm sure we all took it very seriously and it's a wonderful <laughs> oh, yeah. warm evening. I remember the deacon that took me through my first degree in the in the in the, the mid-80s, early eighties. 80s. I remember him well. I remember what he said to me before he went through the door. He said, Don't worry, I've never lost a candidate. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, we all realized. I came through. to realize years later yeah. that he was new at it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was realize. the first. You candidate. don't realize that well, until you've was, been through. I was.
2: It. I was. his a second candidate. My father had been his first. That yeah. moments before, because we split a degree, yeah. right? And so, what? A, but what? A, he'd said the perfect thing. Yeah. yeah. You'll be fine. And we need to say that to candidates. I. I, I think that we we need to talk to candidates more, not less. Uh, and explain to them how positive the experience is. You know, I, you've heard me talk many times about dues and initiation fees. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I give back to masonry as much as I can financially because if I could go back in time, get that DeLorean out, <laughs> I <laughs> wished I'd paid more yeah. for my initiation fee. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and when I joined Scottish Rite, because of my age, I paid a discount You know, because I was... On the so, younger side, so young, yeah. There yeah. was a discount, and I, I think that's a great idea. You know, if you, if you want to, if a lodge wants to jack its initiation fee significantly, and then say, but if you're under, if you're under thirty or twenty eight, you get a, you get a discount. discount. <laughs> that's a great idea. It's a good idea. That's a
1: great idea. Never thought of that. Well, I'm here yeah. for you. That's okay, glad. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no it charge done, for you, advice. Huh? You, 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 the entire, voice is coming. You. You know? <laughs> I,
2: these are these things work, mm-hmm. and. and uh, but you guys seriously you are symbolic of how relevant masonry is to our society. Yeah. At the
1: sorry, at the um, at the end of World War II we saw just a, a boom in our membership
2: and World War I as well.
1: And World War I also. Sure,
2: because the people that had been in the in the in the yep. the the armies wanted the camaraderie. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And we're starting to see that again. Armies? No, the camaraderie, the desire for the camaraderie.
2: Yeah, but, but, but not in the numbers because, of course, there were no... No, there's no and, and
1: it's for a totally different reason. Yeah. You've got a lot of people now who are, are solely connected with people through their cell phones or through the Internet. You know, everybody texts each other, and you're not having as much uh, personal interaction with people.
2: Well, they've always day to day. people but, have always said all oh, so the so telephones going to stop looking, interaction, the fax machine, the fax machine is going machine's to stop. That damn Elvis <laughs> Presley.
1: Um, <laughs> no, but the point is, the point is that they're now looking for that.
2: Well, as George said, they, and, and then they, they want, this is a, yeah. the ideal. You can go goal. to a, you can go to a bar with a group of friends, but eventually that gets old, mm-hmm. and then and and an individual says, "I want more." Mm-hmm. And George has got it absolutely mm-hmm. right. They don't always find us. They don't always know that this is here. That's why this is fantastic.
3: Well, Absolutely fantastic. Putting an open house for your lodge, friend to friend, or something online. That's where they're going to find it. I agree know? completely. We're not going to read the newspaper. Like, well, in 1992,
2: early. people read newspapers. By yeah, well, goodness. Exactly. That's why <laughs> they complained it. I to Grand Lodge at the
3: What's box? he doing it's in the, the newspaper? <laughs> I can find it online when I want to look for that particular thing. I agree with you completely. And putting these apps together, doing these podcasts, just mm-hmm. kind of uh, in tuning ourselves into the new age of thinking, yep. right? Providing that access of information. But
2: thinking about exactly the same thing. And of everything that's yeah. been Absolutely before us. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, Absolutely. The, the, what you're doing, I think, makes a ton of sense, but it's the message that goes out that hasn't changed. The yeah. ritual's not changing yeah. anytime soon. We're not going to have open lodges anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do it the same way we do it because it really works. And if I, can't, I can't see any other location where you can do what we do. Make friends slowly over time to the point where you're really looking forward to seeing those people. And even if you don't see them, you can imagine them. You know, yeah. It's amazing the, the friends that I've got from diverse backgrounds. I could never have gotten without the craft.
3: Well, that's a good point, too, because, again, masonry, you don't have to be one denomination. Uh, it's open to many. Um, as Absolutely. As long as you have a, 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 <coughs> of a higher being, then that's really what counts. And and I think, you know, often when I see somebody come in and, and want uh, the Torah or the Koran or something like that, um, I say to myself, why is everybody not a Mason? We'd just all be better <laughs> at everything. Yeah. Sure. You know? no,
4: that leads to, a, to an excellent point you just brought up, Gino. And that, you know, our society is, is you know, they want it to be a, a multicultural integration of individuals and, and different cultures. And in Freemasonry, we see that because people come from a broad variety of backgrounds. And when we come together in a lodge meeting, We are of a single purpose, one mind. We want to accomplish the same things. You know, to to paraphrase the the, the general charge. We want to communicate we want to be happy ourselves and we want to communicate that happiness to others.
2: Bingo. And and yeah, that's that is the number one thing. Gotta remember, primarily we are fraternity. Yes. Primarily. The number one point of Mm -hmm. Freemasonry. Uh, and that's that the
1: first thing we should be saying when somebody asks us. Well, I'm on mean, yeah, yeah, a boat? podcast saying We're, it right and, now. Well, <laughs> of, course, of course we know platforms uh, work, but there's, yeah. there's a lot of members that uh, don't know what to say.
2: You're, but that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Lots yeah. of members do not know how to discuss the craft at all. But George is right. Mm-hmm. Be happy ourselves and communicate that happiness to others. Yeah. And and it goes over well. I mean, you guys are going to going to you know, you've got many many years of enjoying and getting comfortable with the craft. The master's chair is years off for you. You're still working on proving yourself in the second degree. Um, how's that coming? <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy with the podcast. Oh, so that's the excuse. Uh, and, uh, but I guarantee you guys, you're going to love it as the future unfolds. You're going to go into a lodge one day that you didn't know that you were going to visit, and you're going to sit down beside somebody who you're going to bond with in a way that you can't even imagine. Yeah. The Doug Hothams that, 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 that of this world are out there, and they're in lodges, because they want to have friends too.
0: Yeah, yep.
2: It's a wonderful thing, and, and it's, our own, it's our living room, each of us. And we're not in each other's sock drawer. Right. we got a little bit of... We're getting to know that personality. I love saying that a, a candidate comes into masonry and brings just his personality. That's it.
0: Nothing else. Yeah.
2: Nothing else. Yeah. I I didn't see that he rolled up in a Tesla. Because I, I didn't see it. Yeah. But yeah. but the point is, I didn't see it. Yeah. I, I don't know what house he came from. I'm not sure who he's related to. I don't know what he does for a living. I've got masons I've known for ages who I just... Care for deeply. I couldn't find their house. Mm-hmm. I want to see them in lodge.
1: And, and yet, know? I feel that as I get older, I'll never grow old
2: alone. No, never. Nope. That's right. Well, yep, that's exactly right. right. And and the the, the lodge of uh, uh, gives us that opportunity. We have to take it. We have to decide how we're going to do it. But I mean, this guy here, I I, I just would love to do it all again yeah oh I've loved it I've loved every minute of it and and I'm jealous he's gonna do it for the first time he's gonna do it for the first time and it's a it's just a wonderful experience that's just gonna keep getting better and better and better as you get more you know you're this is your fourth time in the master's chair yeah and it just gets more and more comfortable I mean, it's a different lodge.
1: It's a different lodge, different uh, different group of guys. Um, different um, tasks are going to be ahead of me. Of course. But they're not things that I haven't seen before. Lodge? Whether or not I experienced them myself, I've still seen them.
2: Lodge looks very different from the master's chair.
1: Absolutely.
2: And, and of, course, you're, of course, you're involved also in the Grand Lodge Offices Association. You're on the executive of that mm-hmm. now. And you're going to develop friends <clears throat> through multiple districts because of that.
1: Well, that was one of the, the points that I made at the end of installation last week when uh, I addressed the lodge. All the guys that were there for the lodge that night on our installation they're the people that I've looked to for, for many years already as a, a source of uh, help and guidance and friendship. You can just go on and on. Mm-hmm. And any lodge that's uh, in a little bit of difficulty or, or challenged in any way, they're not alone. They just need to know where to look well that's the thing they have and to know where to look they have to know where to look guidance. and and that's that's what I think that the a lot of people uh, coming through into masonry right now is that they're learning where to look and we have to
0: provide embrace that.
1: them yeah we have to provide for them because if they come and we're not ready for them or we don't uh, provide what they're they're looking for. We're not going to keep them.
2: Well, I think the, I think the the ritual will keep them, and masonry is very Two patient. point masonry is very patient. It can mm-hmm. it can it can wait for someone to come back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I mean, if we give them a, a negative experience, then that's a problem. And there are some lodges that just aren't are not interested mm-hmm. in doing it right. They're not interested in being part of the greater. They 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 decided that they're doing it wrong, and they like it that way. But that's okay. Masonry's got. Many, many, many gears and and cogs, and mm. it's a big old world. It's a right. and, and if masonry uh, falls on hard times in one area, it's going to go better somewhere else. If the Grand Lodge of Canada in the province of Ontario is having a hard time, which it's not, the, maybe the Grand Lodge of Brazil's kicking it, and right. which it is. And and there's mm-hmm. lots of places in the world, same as lodges. Sure, know, absolutely. I've known lodges that have merged. I've known lodges that have gone dark. Um, That'll
3: happen. Yeah. That'll happen. So you guys see a lot of people and you guys meet a lot of people. And, you know, we talked briefly a second ago that the first thing we say masonry is is a fraternity, right? Mm-hmm. Number one. So you, you, you find a friend on the street and he's curious about it, you know, as... Younger Masons, I won't say new anymore. Okay, as younger Masons, <laughs> how that. do you how do you um, explain further? Uh, you know, okay, it's a fraternity. What does that mean? <laughs> what what's the next yeah. thing you say? How do you really tell them more about what Freemasonry is? Well, Gina, that becomes a,
4: a almost a, a a personal explanation because Masonry will have a slightly different draw depending on why you came to Masonry in the first place. I mean, you can say that it is a great place to learn. It is a great place to expand your philosophical thinking. You can say that it's a fun time with, with great guys. It all depends on where you're coming from and what you're looking for. It is all of those things, but for your personal experience, That's what you're
2: going to explain to that individual. George is dead on. The next thing Mm -hmm. that follows that is to say, I love it. If if it's a friend of yours, Mm -hmm. the reason he's asking you is because he probably knows you're in it. Yeah, absolutely. So he wants to know that you're enjoying it.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, And and then you've got to explain to him that I can't explain an organization that's hundreds and hundreds of years old in its modern form in six seconds. Mm -hmm. So come and have a seat with me. I'll talk to you at length because it's a long conversation.
3: I asked that question again because just recently I had a cousin this weekend come up and say, Hey, I noticed you got knighted in the Knights Templar and you're in the masonry and you're very proud of it. You post your pictures, you know, of your brethren, of the stuff you do outside the lodge, and, you know, when we can do pictures here. Mm -hmm. I said, Absolutely. And he said, You know, what's it all about? And I said, Well, it's a fraternity. And really, it's about making a good person, a good man, a better man. And, and you live in Ajax. I'd be happy to put you in touch with some guys there and maybe go to a dinner with you so you're not alone and just introduce you to some fellas. I mean, you're welcome to drive all the way to Aurora. I don't know if you'd want to do that. More than happy to have you out there too. And he said, you know, I'd like that. But again, I didn't oh, know. Yeah, you should bring him here. How yeah. you would do that, right? So bring him into one of our own events and kind of like, how, again, how do you take that next step with with that person just he's exactly, family so we got exactly the trust what already you're right you've, you've already what you're doing is
1: right you've already started down the right path
2: bring him to dinner yeah. and someone who's never experienced a masonic dinner is going to be blown away right i mean we haven't even touched on that at all uh, during this podcast yeah. but the formality and the seriousness that is in our dinners in our formal dinners, not just a the chili cook-off. Um,
1: That's the best one of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> not for Gino. No.
2: The,
3: the, they got me last year.
2: It, I, someone who's never seen it comes in, sits down, watches a head table come in, watches maybe a piper, watches everybody uh, in, in tuxedos on a big night, an installation or an official visit. They, they have a good dinner. Then they watch us do our toasts. You oh, know, I mean, I was at King Solomon's Lodge the other night. I mean, I've been going to King Solomon's Lodge for 35 years. But I watched two magnificent orators. One gave the toast to the visitors, and one responded to the toast to the visitors. And I'll tell you that all of my Masonic work in all of my years was worth that 10 minutes. Wow. The high guy, praise. Mm-hmm. High praise. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you uh, um... It's just amazing to see these two guys do their thing. Kerwin Davies was was the um, mm-hmm. a, a, a United Church United Church minister. I don't know what church uh, the, uh, but he was he's a retired minister, great guy. He was the the uh, um, grand chaplain at one point in time.
1: So he had a bit of speaking experience. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So he,
2: but he gets, but he not only has the speaking experience, but he does a great job of welcoming the visitors. That's right. his job. His job is to toast the visitors. And then the senior past Grand Master in North America,
0: mm-hmm.
2: who was C. Arthur Downs, who was the past Grand Master of uh, the Grand Lodge of Prince Hall Masons of, of Canada, uh, he stood up to respond. And as, elo- elo- as eloquent as, uh, as the first was, the second was everybody's good. And without being competitive about it. Yeah. They were they they were just, just proper. beautiful orators, and they gave out wonderful sentiments. And if you're brand new, if you that you had never been to anything like that before, you would be blown would away be by it. I was blown away by yeah. it, mm-hmm. and I'd seen those two guys speak many times. Huh. I had I had uh, uh, Arthur Downs respond to a toast to the visitor for me when I was doing the Groshaw Thirty thing. You, you may remember George and I set mm-hmm. up the. Groshaw 30 dinner when yep. Ron Grosha had his 30th anniversary of being <clears throat> Grandmaster. And I asked him to do it, and I said, uh, You're my guest. I want you to be my guest. And uh, and he's just a tremendous gentleman. Oh, John, that's not right. I said, No, no, you're responding to the toast of the visitors. Be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for your ticket. And so everything went fine. He didn't say anything else. I didn't know what he was going to say. The toast of the visitors went off, and he got up at the head table, huge head table, all the past Grandmasters, everybody there, 680 people. Wow. And and uh, and let's bear in mind, Arthur Downs was the grandmaster the year I was born. <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre. this was eighteen. Yeah, yeah, 18, that's 18, exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, true. And and the man's been a a, a grandmaster a long time and he's, he's a diminutive he's not a big fellow he's not a, not six foot nine he's, like he's certainly
1: not imposing no you know, no no no, no. and
2: he gets up and he takes his time comes up to the head table and, and everybody's looking at him and what's he going to do and he gets up to the microphone and he opens his mouth and he starts to sing oh wow yep and he sings what a day this has been what a rare mood I'm in why it's almost like being in love the crowd goes nuts. <laughs> they can't <laughs> believe that this, has <laughs> this is just great. And 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 when the crowd settles, big applause and, he, and and when they settle down, he looks around the room and he goes, Well, I just want you to know that right where Brother Trotter paid for my dinner tonight, and I guess that means I have to sing for my supper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long go. I'm gonna live, but I'll never forget
0: that. Of course. Yeah. So
2: you take your friend and bring him to a night that even has 10% of that. Yeah. Right? And he sees the formality where we say, we're going to toast Grand Lodge. We're now going to respond to the toast of mm-hmm. Grand Lodge. We're going to toast the visitors. We're going to respond. And maybe he'll get his name mentioned. And Maybe he'll stand up. He will remember these things. Mm-hmm. And if he's ever called upon to set up a dinner, especially after he's in the craft for a while, he'll know how to do it. Yeah, Like we're yeah. going to have a we're going to have a proper dinner. We're going to do something that means something. Yeah. We're not just going to all gather around the chili pot. Grab we're the going pizza. to have We're not going to grab the pizza. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a proper. We do a nice job of it. If you want to go to McDonald's, go ahead. But we do a nice job of a formal dinner and we don't take forever. Yeah. No. It's an hour, an and hour and a half. Done an, done an hour and a half. Yep, and yet we've done, we've toasted the Queen. We've sang the, uh, the Royal Anthem. Yeah. We've maybe even toasted the new visitors. Who knows who we've, but we've done it. We've put some formality and some seriousness. Some thought. Some thought. We've yeah, yeah. prepared. It's very important. Like that Arthur lead. Downs did. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. And the other night, same thing. Unbelievable the way they talked. To, to to each other and to the crowd.
4: It's one of the great things about every meeting. If you do it right, it's an occasion. Mm-hmm. And if we treat it like an occasion, people will want to have more of them, mm-hmm. and That's more right. participation in them. So we should we should work hard. You know, make sure that the the lodge meeting goes well and is done well. And even if you're having a simple fare, make it an occasion.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. The lodge. Exactly. The lodge
2: that says after after the lodge is over, okay, yeah. brethren, uh, we've got uh, a, a loaf of wonder bread, and <laughs> Some I think there's <laughs> mustard around here somewhere, and I believe we have cheese. Guess what?
0: Not a great occasion. No, it wasn't yep. a great no.
2: occasion. No. Somebody has to say we care, and and then it'll go well. But all, lodges are all different. Mm-hmm.
1: When that opportunity is presented to us. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to the candidates that are coming in, or our guests, to put our best foot forward. Anything less, it's just not going to cut it anymore. But never did. Never did. Never did. Never will. Never did. Tell you. No, and nothing, nothing's changed in that regard. Mm-hmm. Right where
2: Brother John A. McDonald, <clears throat> they still, they, they they had to make sure that things worked well. Mm-hmm. I mean. That would work, the good stuff worked then, and it works today. Some of those basic things about Freemasonry never will change. I bet you if you go forward 100 years, you'll still find lodges that do a lousy job sometimes, mm-hmm. and other lodges that do just great jobs. I go to lots of lodges. George goes all over the province to lodges. Yeah. We see a great variety. Uh, 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 George, one of his um, lodges that he went to, and I, I went with the team, was a lodge that was... Um, Founded in 1812 in... um, Napanee. Napanee. And and they've been meeting in the same building since 1941. Look at where we are here. This lodge has been meeting in this building since 1885. 1885. 1885, Wow. Mm -hmm. The brethren of the day left a wonderful legacy for us. Mm And we have to be careful that we leave a legacy for the brethren that, that will be around when we're gone. We're because- We're here as caretakers. They, that's right. The ritual says that, that the time will most assuredly come and the best and wisest know not how soon.
1: Yeah. We're
2: we'll be gone. we here as caretakers. We'll be gone, wink of an eye. Yeah. And and uh, so the guys that did Rising Sun Lodge, boy, they pushed this boat away from the shore really well. That boat got some distance. Mm-hmm. And And so are we gonna paddle the boat? put a motor on, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And, and that applies to this lodge and every other lodge in Ontario or in yeah. the world. It's, but it is so relevant to today's society and this podcast proves it.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty obvious it's relevant to today's society. For everybody in this room, one of the challenges that we see more and more maybe is the, the way in which we express that message. The format. and I mean, the podcast, podcast. helps.
2: The I podcast think helps. I, 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 30 years ago, I was doing newspaper articles yeah. and having an open house and getting in trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've been in trouble yet, have we?
1: Not yet. Not well, that oh, <laughs> we're, not, I remember we're not aware of. It. Speaking of an open house, I remember here one, one Saturday afternoon, um, we typically take part in uh, Open Doors Aurora, which oh. is the historical walk through town Very smart. each year. And... Uh, we set the large room up with all the, the furnishings of the room. And this group of people came in, and there was this this young lady came in, and we happened to have on the altar all five versions of the volume of sacred law. So we had the Holy Bible, the Koran, the Torah, the Gita. Uh, there was one other, and I don't, I don't remember, remember what it was. What it? But they were there. She says... Wow, I had no idea. She says, people have this notion of what we are, and then when they come in and see what it, reality is, they're typically blown away. Sure, and communicating that and and enlightening people as to what we are, who we are, and what we do. That's going to be a key to us going forward. You know. There's all kinds of conspiracy
0: theories out there. There's a lot of good ones. Well, but the basic
2: basic conspiracy theory with regards to masonry is that we control the world. Well, I say (laughs) that there's some truth to that because we work for good. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. So in that fashion, we do exercise a level of control over the world. We push it in a positive direction. That's, like I said before... The people that were against the craft include Hitler and Stalin and Khomeini. The people that don't think the craft's any good are generally not reputable people. But I can give you a laundry list a mile long of the people that do think the craft is good. But, but we're, we're better explained by our enemies because they are not a high-quality bunch. Those, those three alone. Saw mm-hmm. it. Saw it. Exactly. Impor- they they decided it was important and to outlaw Freemasonry, outlaw it completely. And yet, in today's Germany, the craft's alive and well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many countries in the world the craft works hard in, and and it's wonderful. I mean, I've been to lodge in Istanbul, Turkey. Oh well, wow. it's amazing, amazing how serious it is there. Relatively new i mean by by the rising sun standards i think uh 60 or 70 years old mm-hmm. um but it's just amazing to see it flourishing there i mean been in in israel you know and then do things like london england and scotland and go to the mother kill winning and go to uh, um, um roslyn chapel unbelievable oh, yeah. the history is thick and deep um but And it's not going to go any way anytime soon. Because we're not going to change the basic fundamentals. That's right. I mean, I agree with you completely that that how to communicate with people has to change because we don't hold a lodge in a tavern anymore. When we were holding the lodge in the tavern, the, the the new members came to us.
0: <laughs> yeah. They sure did. It was a good audience. <laughs> a good audience, right there. Yep. Or you know, Big or drawing
2: a, card. Or in Mister Smith's hardware store. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. why that's why Mister Smith had the lodge upstairs. It helped his business too.
0: Yeah.
2: And the towns were small and the numbers were few. There wasn't there wasn't the kind of population that we've got. So, this just like you were saying. This allows people to go online and say, I want information about Freemasonry. Boom. And here it is. But it's, it's relatively new. The Grand Lodge started up when I was district deputy, bringing in candidates in a formal way. George was one of the first district secretaries that had to handle that. You sat in Lodge um, last Thursday. Last Thursday. Tell them about that story. It killed, sure. Yeah.
4: It was the installation for uh, Worshipful Brother Philip Grantham of, uh, mm-hmm. of um,
1: King, Solomon. King
4: Solomon's Lodge. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, he, he wanted to make a point. He, he said, where's the very worshipful brother, George Paul? Raise your hand. So I raised my hand, and he said, I want to thank you because when I wanted to join Masonry in this part of the world, I called you. And through, you, Grand, through, through, Grand, through Grand Lodge, Lodge we connected, and uh, we had a conversation. And uh, ultimately, I, I guided him to have a conversation with Eric Holt and wow. he wound up joining King Solomon's Lodge. So it does work.
2: Amazing. But it's not something that you uh-huh. have consciously remembered.
4: No, I mean, I, you know, in, in, in that but here, year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's of course, it, that, it, that was a lasting impression. The, the, the impression. Absolutely. I'm a very surprised. good ones. Yeah. yeah. Leaving yeah. good impressions is, is what we do well. Yeah. Yes. Did you, did you bring your friend up from Ajax yet?
3: No, we just talked uh, yesterday, actually.
2: Yesterday, so he'll be here soon. Yeah,
3: I I, I, I
2: urge you to bring him here, even if he, even if later on, and bring him here for his initiation, passing, and raising. And if later on he says I don't like the drive, okay, fine. fine. But let him do a couple of years of the drive, and it's not that big of a deal. But he's your friend. The very best way for you to do it is here, and and you can you can as soon as he gets his initiation, say to him, listen. I know where you live in Ajax. I know where the lodge building is in Ajax. I'm taking you now to Canada Lodge or yeah. whatever's down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go to lodge in Ajax. And then you'd say, okay, here, we're going to go into, go to lodge down where you are. Because you'll be very comfortable doing that. Yeah. And it'll be good for you as you approach the east. Because you're going to get around as well. There's a lot of lodges that you guys haven't been to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you told me you haven't been to York Temple. Mm-hmm you gotta go to York Temple no it's on how our how many list. lodges meet in York Temple six or seven? Oh, more than that more is than it? that and yeah. Scottish Rite and York Temple York, York Rite yeah. um, and um, <clears throat> it's a it's a very nice building 1100 Millwood mm-hmm. um, and behind the Science Center you know roughly speaking yeah roughly speaking and it's been there a long time beautiful beautiful two beautiful blue rooms one big one small
1: um, I used to go there all the time when we had lodges in our district is that right met there. what lodges did you go see well, York was a sure. member of Toronto District 6, yeah. which we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry L. Martin. Harry L. Martin, yeah.
2: Um, Doesn't matter, no, you went, but you went there a another lot. one yeah.
1: I don't remember, yeah.
2: Sure, but well, it's still there.
1: Yeah.
2: And there's, there's, uh, there's lots of lodge buildings to see as the years go by. But remember, the individual lodges are a collection of men. Yes. The building is right. where they meet. But the building has some distinct personalities as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find all this great history that we're surrounded by right now. These these pictures of, of time immemorial. Tremendously inspiring. Tremendously.
0: Especially if you were
2: part of it a long time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody at this table has been around for a long time. No, 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 no. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I think it's I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, Freemason, Freemasonry is very relevant in today's society. That would be uh, a good synopsis, and I really appreciate all of your insight and experience in the stories, brethren, that uh, says it very well. So I know there's uh, maybe an event, uh, very worshipful sir, you might want to share with uh, with our audience coming up at Malone
4: Lodge. Absolutely. On uh, November the 19th, uh, our district Deputy Grand Master, um, Alan Dresser, uh, right worshipful brother Alan Dresser, has asked that uh, we, the team, the Lodge of Instruction team, put on a District Lodge of Instruction, and uh, it, as I say, will be November the 19th at Malone Lodge in Sutton, and uh, registration will begin about 6.30, and the event will begin at 7.00. It's open to Master Masons, and uh, we will be covering the mechanics of the three degrees. Well,
0: there you go. Now, hang on. <laughs>
2: it's important to say that it's informal. No regalia. Mm-hmm. Don't need a tuxedo. Don't need a suit. Just informal. If you're coming from work, show up. Yeah. Don't worry about your regalia. Don't worry about what you're wearing. It's, it's a very informal evening. Is that not correct? That is correct.
3: We'll uh, throw it on our Facebook page as well as the app, <coughs> uh, most likely by tomorrow, so we can get uh, a little bit of uh, people looking over the time. They can circle the calendars well in advance. I appreciate it. Help uh, promote that as well. Tell,
2: especially important for the for anybody who's trying to do a good job as a deacon mm-hmm. or a warden, they they uh, they would gain a lot from it. Mm-hmm. But remind them, no prep, no no regalia, no suit, just show up. And if you have to come late, come late.
4: And if you're a note taker, bring a pad and a pen.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
3: Looking forward to
2: it. Well,
0: a great opportunity to work on ritual, which uh, I think we all agree is very important. I so heard that somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> somehow. Thank you for sharing that. So, brethren, on behalf of the First Three Knocks, I want to say a special thank you to all three of you for joining us, sharing your points of thank view. Thank you for having us. It uh, was a lot of fun. It's been thank an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of The First Three Knocks. Happy to meet. Sorry to part, happy to meet again.